Welcome to That You May Grow Thereby, a work of the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. We are located at 18 Scott Drive in Florence, Kentucky. Our phone number is 859-371-2095. You can also visit us at www.nkcofc.com. And now, that you may grow thereby. Thank you for listening to That You May Grow Thereby. My name is Greg Littmer. I am an elder at the Northern Kentucky Church of Christ. And today I'd like to talk to you about a very serious subject. I'd like to talk to you about prejudice. In James chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, Again, that's James chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. We find the following. My brethren, do not hold your faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ with an attitude of personal favoritism. For if a man comes into your assembly with a gold ring and dressed in fine clothes, and there also comes in a poor man in dirty clothes, and you pay special attention to the one who is wearing the fine clothes and say, you sit here in a good place, And you say to the poor man, you stand over there or or sit down by my footstool. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil motives? Listen, my beloved brethren, did not God choose the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Is it not the rich who oppress you and personally drag you into court? Do they not blaspheme the fair name by which you have been called? If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. So we ask the question, what is it that James was addressing? The phrase, an attitude of personal favoritism, is translated from only one word in the original language, which literally meant to take face. It is rendered partiality in verse 9. It suggests the conclusions we draw not from the facts about a person, but from our consideration of who that person is. To illustrate this point, many times a teacher who is trying to be absolutely, utterly fair and to guard against any kind of partiality, will block out the name of the student while grading papers. In this way, he or she assures that what was done, and not who did it, will determine the grade given. In 1 Timothy 5, verse 21, we read, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God, and of Christ Jesus, and of his chosen angels, to maintain these principles without bias, doing nothing in a spirit of partiality. The word biased is rendered prejudice in the American Standard Version, and that better expresses the idea in our language of today. Prejudice comes from the preconception of a thing. It comes from a prefix, pre, meaning before, and the root judicium, meaning judgment. To put it simply, an attitude of personal favoritism, partiality, bias, or prejudice is prejudgment. It can manifest itself in so many ways. For instance, it can be found being based upon a person's financial status. This is a specific area about which James was writing. 
Is an individual poor or wealthy? It can be manifested on the basis of appearance. I'm talking about someone who looks a little different. Perhaps he is scarred or deformed in some way or has some unusual mannerism that sets him apart. We've all known someone who has been a little bit different in looks or actions, and we've all heard the jokes about such a person. People can be so cruel sometimes. Prejudice also rears its ugly head on the basis of intellect. There is a tendency to make unwarranted judgments about people if we think they're not as intelligent or as well-educated as we are. It can be found on the basis of sex. There are those who think that women are inferior to men, and there are those who think that men are inferior to women. We see it based on religion as well. Some groups hate Catholics. Others hate Jews. Others hate all Muslims. And on and on and on it goes. Now understand that we are to hate every false way, but not the people themselves. Prejudgment because of what a person believes is just plain wrong. Obviously, prejudice is manifested on the basis of race as well. Racial prejudice is not something new. It has been around a very long time, and it did not begin with the white and black issue. No greater example of prejudice can be found than the prejudice that existed between the Jew and the Gentile in the time of our Lord. It had existed for some 100 or 1,500 years. The Jews considered the Gentiles as base, unclean, barbarians. Peter was a man who had been born and schooled as a Jew. He also had this Jewish prejudice toward all Gentiles. In fact, it was so strong that the Holy Spirit gave Peter a direct vision, not once, but three times in order to get him to enter into the house of Cornelius, a Roman centurion of Caesarea. The conclusion was so clear and so simple. We find it in Acts chapter 10, verses 34 and 35. God is not one to show partiality, but in every nation the man who fears him and does what is right is welcome to him. So strong was the racial prejudice of the Jews that when Peter went back to his fellow Jewish Christians, they said, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. That's in Acts chapter 11, verse 3. In their eyes, that was a terrible thing to do. So Peter described the whole event for them, told them how he had six witnesses with him and how he had arrived at the conclusion that he did. God does not judge a man according to his race, his color, or nationality, and Peter learned that we had better not do it either. In Galatians chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, we see that Peter had been eating with Gentiles. Some Jewish Christians came, and Peter withdrew himself from the Gentiles, causing other Jewish Christians to do the same. The reason Peter did this was because he feared that some of the Jewish Christians would not accept his actions because of their prejudice against the Gentiles. Paul stated that Peter was to be blamed, and he rebuked him. Peter had sinned. He withdrew his company because of racial prejudice and was wrong. Even today there is evidence that not all who claim to worship Christ have learned this lesson. Prejudice was sin then, and it is sin now. Today we pray for the cause of Christ, sing of the love of God, and still occasionally hear people make comments that indicate that they view a particular race or races or people 
of different color with prejudice, prejudging them on the basis of their race. I believe that God condemns all racial prejudice. The Lord Jesus is our example. We are to follow in his footsteps. And his great sacrifice demands that all prejudice be put aside. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6 we read, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. The benefits of his sacrifice are all-inclusive, available to anyone who will take advantage of them. In Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, Jesus said, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. What does this passage teach us? It teaches that the gospel is to be taken into all the world, regardless of race, regardless of color, regardless of nationality. Galatians chapter 3 verses 26 through 28 expresses this truth so well. Paul wrote, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. That is truly one of the marvelous things about Christianity. God doesn't care what color we are, what race we are, or what nationality we are. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. It is so wonderful to think that when men become reconciled to God, they are also reconciled to one another with no room for prejudices of any kind. So, if I struggle with prejudice, what can I do about it? First of all, I can understand that it is a sin. Remember James 2, 8-10, If you fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, ye do well. But if you have respect of persons, you commit sin, and are convinced of the law as transgressors. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. I can determine to judge according to the facts, and not appearance. Jesus said in John 7 verse 24, Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Respect of persons, or prejudice, is a sin that is learned. Children learn it from their parents and from other children. It is also true that judging righteous judgment must be learned as well. I can have a proper evaluation of myself. In Romans 12 and verse 3, Paul wrote, For he says, Through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. He also spoke of a mistake that people make. Folks sometimes measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. That's 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 12. The verdict was that such people are not wise. In other words, if we can see ourselves and others as we and they really are, then we will neither unduly adore nor maliciously defame anyone. I also can recognize the kinship of man. Since all of us are created in the image of God, and all of us have common parents in Adam and Eve, we really have no reason to look down on or up at anyone. 
Finally, I simply need to remember and to practice what Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. If I desire to be treated with dignity by all, regardless of my wealth or poverty, whether I am well-known or unknown, whether I am a member of a majority race or a minority race, whether I am perfectly formed physically or have defect of some other kind, then I most certainly treat all others the same way. Prejudice, prejudging, based upon nothing but preconceived motives and ideas, is wrong and sinful in God's eyes.